All right, hello, and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Taco the Town is the podcast for taco lovers, a taco-safe place, a judgment-free taco zone, if you will. There are a lot of different entrees out there, but there's just something magical about tacos. Like I said, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one place that I did have a bad taco experience, and that place will go unmentioned until it's the right time to talk about it. Today, we'll be reviewing another great Kansas City taco destination. We'll be joined by a special guest who will share their favorite taco place with me and you, and we'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Okay, let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. Today's taco destination is Rancho Grande Cantina. It's a family-friendly Mexican restaurant. It touts itself as the best Mexican food on this side of the border. It's got three Kansas City locations, Parkville, Liberty, Blue Springs. Uh, We'll be reviewing the location in Parkville. And it's a place that I've recently discovered in the last couple years. But my guest, it's one of his favorite taco places in town. Uh, And let's meet the guest. He is the co-founder and CEO of Lotus Pool Records. He's also a founding member of the band Sun Eaters. The talented filmmaker, editor, and film producer. He's been a mentor to me through the years. You know, we've made a lot of movies together. It's an honor to have him here on the show. Let's welcome Chris Garibaldi. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. I, one correction, though. I I prefer that we call it what the Spaniards intended uh, the place to be called, which is Rancho Grande. Oh, Rancho. So if you were to go to Spain, that's, that's what they, oh, that's what Rancho they call Rancho Grande. Grande. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty I always, sure that's a hundred percent authentic. Okay, Ron, Rancho it. Grande Cantina is the taco place we'll be reviewing. First of all, thanks for being here on the show. Thank you for um, having me. This is actually an honor because I think me and you are the first people to talk about the possibility of creating a Taco the Town podcast slash newspaper column. I mean, originally, we're you talking you about mentioned it. it, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. Yeah, that was all in. Because I think we were at Rancho, Rancho Grande Cantina and having tacos one night a couple years ago, or maybe even just a year ago, and and uh, and I was talking about all my favorite taco places in town. Uh, you were like, you know, you should probably get like a newspaper column in like a in the in the uh, local Parkville newspaper, or Kansas City newspaper, and have a have a review column and, and review your favorite taco places and call it Taco the Town. And I was like, you know, that's that's a great idea. And so we turned it into this podcast. So, And it's a special place. Rancho Grande is special to us because there's a tradition every time we complete a film to where you and I go and have tacos. And most of the time it's at Rancho Grande. There's some other places we go to, but most of the time it's Rancho Grande. Yep. And then I, I christen it with my signature drink when when we go. And what's uh, your signature drink? Um, you actually have it, it has its own name. What do you call them? A D-Mags is what I have, which is which is essentially <laughs> a double margarita, where you take um, you take a, a regular margarita and you double it, and then 
simple enough, I guess. Do they if know? If you want to open that cerveza, you're more than oh, welcome. Oh, thanks. On, you know, it sounds good on mic. <sighs> All right. So when you go to places and you order a D-mag, do you say D-mags and they know what you're talking about? Or No. no. I have oh. to explain. I mean, I've, I've tried that. It doesn't work, which confuses me. But then I figure... I gotta work. I gotta. I gotta work with this person. You yeah. Know, I figure after, yeah. eventually, people will understand what a D mags is. And after this podcast, I now expect to be able to walk into any place in in Kansas City and right. be able to order a D mags. Right. It's out there now. People that work in the restaurant industry know what a D mags is now because this podcast is gonna. Yeah. In fact, I'm done explaining. To yeah. be honest, I I, I want to put the line in the sand now. We've done this podcast. It's out there. If you don't know what it is. If you don't bring me the appropriate drink, and I'll be able to tell, I'm out. I'm not even going to pay for the drink. Understood. Sorry, not to get not to get so <laughs> hardcore on everybody, but you know, look, this fair is fair. It's in the ether now. Wasn't a D mag also named after someone? Like, uh, didn't we come up with a story that a D mag was named after someone like named Daniel Magaretti or something? <laughs> I had a friend. I had a friend named Jason McGill from New York. Oh. Who, um, you know, I, I work in a corporate professional environment. And, of course, um, the right thing to do when you work, the most professional thing to do in a corporate environment is to give everybody a, a goofy nickname. And his name was Jason McGill, and I started calling him J-Mags. You know, right. trying to get, you know, the kids do that thing yeah. now. So yeah. I was trying to I was trying to kind of relate to the kids, give the guy an awesome nickname, and that's kind of how that came about. I was appointed, and when I was in middle school, I was appointed the nickname guy. So I had to come up with nicknames for everyone in my in my posse. Oh, I thought you were saying your nickname was Guy. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, like you know, there's always that one guy who comes up with the nicknames for everybody, and I'm I was appointed that. So we had some. Good Do you have names. a couple examples? Uh, we had a kid named Rocco, and then there was also a kid named Robbo. So, you know, those are some of the amazing... So you just added an yeah, O? an O. That's the key. <laughs> well, thanks for... Can I uh, tell a nickname story? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, can we tell blue stories on this podcast? Sure, sure. All right, so one time I was in uh, Springfield, Illinois, where if you've ever gone drinking in Springfield, Illinois, you know that all the bars start with the letter B, like Two Brothers or on Broadway. Um, and so we were doing our tour of bars, and there was this guy whose nickname was Titty. And Titty was a guy with a very long mullet. And he was very skinny. And he listened to probably a lot of Iron Maiden. You know, and I'm all, hey, I am, for the record, 100% behind every one of those choices. But my friend Matt Nalbach is a very passive guy. He's like a John Lennon-esque fella, mm-hmm. peace, you know, all we're saying is give peace a chance kind of guy. Um we're at broad. We're on on Broadway. We're at on Broadway late into the evening, and we're all, we've all had quite a few drinks. And I see Matt grab Titty by the by the the shirt. Now this is this is actually after at, at Two Brothers, Titty killed a rat with his two hundred fifty dollars pair of shoes. Um, but wow. I, th- that's a whole other story yeah. in itself. So I'm gonna yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stay out of that story. <laughs> so Matt Alex is is shaking Titty by the shirt, shaking him by the shirt, and he's like. I walk over to see why would Matt, I mean, why would he get violent with a human being? It's not his MO. So I went over there and he's shaking him by the shirt. He's like, 
why do they call you why do they call you titty why do they call you titty that was like how the conversation had broken down and she's like i'm sorry titty is like i don't know man i don't know like man it had him on the ropes and and matt goes he's like they called my brother that and matt goes well what is your last name he's like titowski (laughs) and matt let go of him and was just like, I'm done with you. I don't even want to die. Like he just walked away. Like the whole, the whole, the whole incident diffused itself just based on Matt's disgust. But uh, sorry, that's a great nickname. Story. <laughs> right? yeah, sorry, I got it. That's not what this podcast is about. So no, I, no, I apologize. No. It's about tacos. We have some tacos in front of us from Rancho Grande. What do you say? You want to break into them and start reviewing these tacos? I would love to. All right, great. Let's put these tacos to the test. All right, so what did you what did you order from Rancho Grande? What tacos did you get? I ordered two chicken tacos, one hard shell and one soft shell. Okay. And then with a side of sour cream. Because for me, um, again, going back to Matt Nolbach, uh, Matt was the person, friend of mine who pointed out that I don't eat food. I eat condiments. So basically food is an excuse for the condiment. Okay. Just, just like we were talking about this before the podcast, the taco to me is secondary to the margarita. So it's kind of like whatever complements the food. So anyway, I have sour cream here. That's a big thing of sour it's- cream too. <laughs> It's a very large thing. That's a very large ramekin. It's an unhealthy amount of sour cream. I won't eat all of it, but any amount of it probably isn't healthy. But to me, the taco is is an excuse to have some sour cream. Okay. Well, yeah, I just got plain. I got a plain beef hard shell taco and a soft chicken taco. So let's, let's, uh, let's give these a try. The first thing that I notice about Rancho Grande's tacos is their shell their hard shell it's kind of one of those it's kind of a crinkly shell it's it's very um authentic looking right it looks like somebody made it with their hands right 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 it's not one of those store-bought ones it's very authentic and i like the way it bends on the um bends a little bit it's it's thin but still holds the meat in i think that because it's made by hand and it has that shape you're talking about it makes it um, engaging to grip. Mm-hmm. I feel like my hands are in the same places where the hands were that made this taco. That's that's great. Yeah, I agree. Not to get too deep about yeah. it. Yeah, I feel that way. I'm eating the hard shell beef, and the the meat is very good. The meat is very um, tasty. It's got a little kick to it. You know, you had mentioned the word mentor in the beginning of this podcast. I want to say that I used to eat a lot of fajitas. Like fajitas were my thing. Mm. And then like you brought up to me that you never met a taco that you didn't like. And I kind of like I, I really it's a really positive thing. It reminds me of when not to mention John Lennon again, but when John Lennon went to Yoko Ono's art uh fair and he looked up they, they said take a take a I forget it was a spyglass and go look at this thing on the on the ceiling and he looked at it and it said yes. And that was what really turned him on to to Gioka Ono. I think when you said to me, I never met a taco I didn't like, I really gravitated towards that idea. And I actually, you are my taco mentor. I've actually started ordering only tacos 
when I go to Rancho Grande, I completely changed my approach to Mexican food thanks to you. So as we eat this, I toast you. Oh, for that. thank you. Um, I remember one of the first times we went to Rancho Grande was probably during the editing of our movie that we did together, Metcalf South Memories. And um, we were editing all day, very hungry, hadn't eaten all day. And we decided we were going to order. We took your son Thomas there with us. And he was very hungry. And we decided we were going to have a taco eating contest that night. Did we really? Yeah, but I don't think we actually did the contest. (laughs) We just told Thomas, all right, how many tacos do you think you can eat? But I think we just ate like three apiece. You need to have Thomas on this show. (laughs) Yeah. He'd do well. I think that was the same night, too, that Thomas met the bathroom wizard at Rancho Grande. (laughs) really? Yeah. Some guy just appeared out of nowhere, and Thomas called him the bathroom wizard because he thought he appeared magically out of the toilet. (laughs) And so ever since then, voice tried to find the bathroom wizard. And the good parent that I am, when your son comes back from the bathroom saying there's a man in there (laughs) presenting himself as a wizard, I laughed. That was my response. (laughs) I was like, maybe we should go back in there, see what he's up to, as opposed to maybe being a little more cautious about what the bathroom (laughs) wizard is and what his interactions are with my son. But what are you going to do? Are you on to the soft taco now? I'm moving in. Yeah. Should we eat them both? Yeah. Okay. I'll say I'm a... I'm a bigger fan of the hard taco than the soft taco. I love that hard shell they have there. It's so good there. So, so I'm moving on to my soft shell chicken, which is what I usually get when I go to Rancho Grande. That's why I got a soft shell chicken. Look, this is good. I'm not going to say it's bad. The hard shell was better. So I, I recommend hard shells at Rancho Grande. You know, I'm leaning that way too. I think I might start getting hard shell there because mm. that shell was, was great. I love the greasiness of it too. Some, some people might not like grease on their taco, but I'm a good – I love a good greasy taco as well. Can't, I, I agree with you. I feel like there was a time in the 90s where soft-shell chicken and tacos started to really take over the America. I agree with that. I mean, I was I fell victim to that hype. That was really the thing. Like, It was like I would only order soft-shell because there was a long time where the, like hard-shell tacos was – that's all you were getting. Yep. And that was a taco. Like, I didn't even realize that a soft shell was an option. And then I think Taco Bell is where I kind of changed that. Soft shell taco, Taco Bell is really good. Yeah, I, I come from a um, a hard shell taco family. Growing up, never saw a soft shell taco. I mean, I think my family is mostly still hard shell taco when they make them. So, you know, soft shell, it was a delicacy at the time. They've really taken over. I mean, they've even gone, they've turned into gorditas, chalupas, chalapas, gordados. It's the yoga of tacos. Yeah. The soft shell. It's really kind of the the more exotic. Well, nowadays we take it for granted. I agree. You know, sour cream is fantastic too, by the way. You can do bad sour cream. They did not. They did good sour cream here. I chose to just go plain, not, not even any salsa on my taco for these two. No no condiments. You have just the sour cream on there. Yeah, I'll put some salsa on a taco on occasion, but really, I really have to think it through. Otherwise, my default is let's just get some sour cream on there and go. Because you already got lettuce. You already got meat. This one has cheese. 
You go with it. Wouldn't you say that Rancho Grande is a good family place? Like on a Friday, Saturday night, it's pretty happening there. Like a lot of people eating tacos, watching sports on the TV. It's kind of like a family sports taco place, right? That's the best way to describe it. In fact, on many an occasion, I'll come in there with my family on a Friday night and we will run into a family of friends, like our across the street neighbor. She's mostly the people that live across the street from us. We find them and their families there at Taco Grande, or sorry, Rancho Grande, Taco Grande. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's fantastic. And so we then what we what do we do? We get a big old table, and they have those long kind of tables that they can run together. So they're more than willing to accommodate a family scenario. And as you finish up your your taco, I'll say that again, the sort of the accoutrements are what uh, I look at when I think about food. Like I do like the meal, but probably more important to me are the things that go with the meal and uh the margaritas at uh rancho grande are spectacular they don't mess around and then when you double that up into a d-mags you're really in for a special special event how many d-mags do you think you've had in one sitting at rancho grande well no more than two i try i try only to have one um well i i don't know if you know this about me but tequila uh gives me superpowers Oh, wow. and one, one time going back to when I was at the University of Missouri, my friend Artemis Armas, who's actually Mexican, um, he and I were having tequila shots at a bar and we walked home to our, our street and our house was probably in the middle of the street, uh, meaning halfway down the block, not in the exact middle of the street, obviously. That's kind of like the madness song, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I think yeah. they meant halfway down the block. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. But we saw. We got to our the beginning of our block, and we noticed this was after we'd had three or four tequila shots each. Any tacos? No. Okay. This was post dinner. Okay. I think it was around 10 p.m. And we noticed that there were cars parked all the way, lined all the way down the street, and we kind of looked at each other, and you know, looked at the cars, and we and we had the same idea, and we were like. We just smiled and laughed, and then we proceeded to run up and down the cars. Like, just probably <laughs> that's how we got to our house. So we literally walked or ran, sorry, up and down these cars, that's car a dream after car. Right there. And it was because the tequila gave us the superpower. We were we became light as a feather, and then because we were so light, we could run car over car and got to our house <laughs> and literally jumped into our front yard, ran into the house. Oh, and then there's a whole other story that I, that I could tell you some other day about how we destroyed a, a, a chair and table set <laughs> after we got into the house. But again, more superpowers. Thank you to wow. the power tequila. Yeah. Wow, man. Now I want to run over cars. Like now I want to do that. It know? works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I'm older than you and cars for college. So you figure... When I went to college, smaller that, cars. Well, no. When I went to college, it was a long time ago. So not only do you have to figure that I was going to college in the eighties, but you have to figure that college kids were driving seventies cars. So these cars were built oh well. Like I think if you ran over a bunch of Priuses, they weren't. They wouldn't take the right. Although plus all the alarms would be going off. Alarms. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. It'd be more difficult nowadays, even though I, I do believe that tequila made us like five pounds each. Yeah, man. Now I'm just thinking of jumping on cars. <laughs> just want to do it. You should do it. Or just do like in Teen Wolf where they surfed on top of the van. I've never seen Teen Wolf. What? 
Is that the end of the podcast? Uh, you've never seen Teen Wolf? Sorry. I saw Back to the Future. It's pretty much the same movie. It came right? out the same year. It was actually pre. It was the movie right before was Back it to really? the Future. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was after. No, right, oh. right before. I missed it. Well, we're gonna have to watch Teen Wolf after this. <laughs> with we'll get with Thomas. Well, there's some uh, some uh, dirty parts. Remember back in the '80s when you could do a pretty dirty movie in Teen Wolf. There's make it PG. Teen Wolf it, is dirty. Yeah. Uh, all right. You're right. Like Howard the Duck had right. duck breasts. Right, and, right, right, right. Well, I mean, I was younger than Thomas when I first saw Teen Wolf. So, I mean, heck. Yeah. Plus, we've taken Thomas to see Predator and <laughs> Die Hard and RoboCop. I think what people are getting out of this podcast is I'm not a very good father. <laughs> or I'm just not a very – I'm a very open-minded father. Yeah. I'm open to bathroom wizards. I'm open to breasts. Duck breasts. Duck breasts. And non-duck breasts. Although, and I, although I watched Howard the Duck before. I went, that was one I had to pre-screen, and Thomas still hasn't seen it. <laughs> For good for reason because I don't want to watch it. I again. think that was one of the very first movies I ever saw in the theater was Howard the Duck. Was it really? Yeah. Was that nineteen eighty six, eighty seven? Wow. Yeah. I think Benji was the first movie I saw in the oh, theater. Wow. I cried hardcore. Well, uh, so let's uh let's uh wrap up the taco review part of the podcast. Um what I, I like to do it on a scale of five out of five being best taco you've ever had, or five out of five golden tacos. What would you give? What rating would you give the Rancho Grande tacos that you had here today? Cumulative, I'd give it a four. Four out of five golden tacos. Yeah, I would say the hard shell is what's pushing it above four, and the soft shell was probably a three point five. So it, you know, okay. so four average. You know, I was really impressed with the hard shell. I had had the soft shell before uh, chicken, and they were. I'd say I'd give them a three point five, but I was super impressed with the hard shell beef tacos from Rancho Grande. So I'm going to give them a four out of five as well. Four out of five golden tacos for Rancho Grande uh, Cantina. Three Kansas City locations: Parkville, Liberty, and Blue Springs. So if you're near a uh, Rancho Grande cantina and having a hankering for some good tacos, hey, that's the place. Let's take a quick break. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Check out the latest music release by Poster Children, Heidi Lynn Gluck, Sun Eaters, Panel Donor, and many more at lotuspool.com. At Lotus Pool Records, it's listeners first, bands next, label last. That's lotuspool.com. Okay, so here's the part of Taco the Town where I ask the guests some detailed, in-depth taco questions. Uh, I like to call it Taco Topics. Are you ready, Chris? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Question one. What do you look for in a taco? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's been a recent development, but I love the shell. I love uh, you. You nailed it with the the greasy balance of you know. I don't want it to be disgustingly greasy, but it has to be greasy. So a good greasy balance. Yeah, not too greasy where the shell falls apart and you're yeah you're picking it up. Or if I feel like oh I'm going to be sick after I eat this. Like I know that greasy taco is not healthy, but I like it when it's tasty. Yeah. Question two: uh, Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell? 
I think it's hard shell. I mean, I would have, if you had asked me that question before we had eaten these tacos and I had thought it through, I would have said soft shell. It's, it's hard shell. Okay. I know you got sour cream on your um, tacos and we kind of cover this a little bit as well. Do you usually go for hot or mild salsa? Hot. Hot if, salsa. If I'm at, if I'm having tacos at like um, Chipotle, I get hot sauce, but then I cut it with sour cream because you know, the best way to cut hot is with dairy. So a nice mix of hot and dairies is great. What is your personal background and history with tacos? That's an interesting question because for years we ate burritos at a place that we called Burritoville in Argo Summit, uh, sort of a dirty suburb of beautifully dirty. I'm not now that's not derogatory. That that is a endearing term. Uh, hardworking blue collar people. Um, and there's, Chicago in Chicago, yeah. And we'd go 2 a.m. and go get some burritos as big as your head is how they were oh, advertised. Wow. Yeah. And so that was really where I I started eating Mexican food. And then tacos kind of – I think Taco Bell was my introduction to tacos. And then again, I, I went away from tacos for a long time until you inspired me to come back to them. And now I love them. I mean we were just at Port Fonda in Westport the other day and I ordered a taco – so yeah. I was with you, and it was great. That was awesome. Question number four, do you come from a taco-eating family? And uh, I guess you kind of just covered this as well. Have you been a taco fan most of your life? Yeah, I come from an Italian family. Okay. So tacos, no, we're not commonly – and my mom made tacos, actually. My mom was a, a, a phenomenal cook, like the best. I've never met – I've never had French onion soup better than my mother has ever prepared it. So she was she was a tremendous gourmet, and I know every – Italian guy raves about their mother's cooking, but hers was particularly good because not only could she cook the traditional Italian dishes outstandingly, but she was tr- you know trained as a gourmet cook as well by a friend of hers, and um, she did everything well. But but mostly Italian, French, sort of the gourmet type foods, and, and and the occasional taco. Question five: If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Usually a a protein shake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I eat other things other than protein shakes, but if you were to ask, what do I eat more than any other food? More than a, tacos? It, it's a protein shake. Okay. Yeah. You made uh, pizzas before. You you can make pizza pretty good. And you, you've eaten a lot. I've noticed you eat a lot of pizza, but is pizza kind of your tacos or is protein shakes more your tacos? No, pizzas are more my tacos. Well, I'm Italian. Okay. So that's it's and and when I worked at Pizza Hut, I was the only pizza maker that the manager would let uh, make the pizzas without a scale. And I remember there was a day where he, I told him, I don't make, I don't use the scale. And he said, he said, well, you have to use the scale. I said, look, if I could make a pizza perfectly without using the scale, if I can just show you, you know, and we use the scale to judge my my making abilities, then will you let me work without the scale? He, and he was a betting man. He liked that. So, yeah, I made – I was like, here's the right amount of cheese, blah, blah, blah. He weighed it all out. It was perfect. So, yeah, I have a knack for making – so you don't want to eat a taco I've made. You want to eat a pizza I've made. Okay. When did you work at Pizza Hut? How old were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was um, – I was uh, 15 and 16 and 17 years old. I worked for two okay. and a half years. Cool. Pizza Hut. Back when I ran away from home for two weeks, Pizza Hut was how I, I – my yeah. job at Pizza Hut is what kept me 
um, sustained, gave me food and, and revenue. Nice. Question six. When you're not eating tacos, what are you doing with your life? What have you been up to? A lot of music and a lot of work. So, you know, day job, extreme amount of day job, probably more than anything, but then secondarily uh, music. And, and I say music even associated with the films that you and I make together. So that's a you know big part of what I love to do in life is music and movies. And we've been, you and I have had a great run of mixing music and movies lately. So mostly music. You travel a lot too. I mean, you're, you're always Every on day. an airplane in an Every airport. Day. In your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? It's a good taco town. Probably not a great taco town. I mean, the best taco towns that I've been to are in Texas. Denver is a good taco town. And California. You know, L.A. is a great taco town. I guess California is a state, but yeah. I would say L.A. What is one of the best taco memories you've ever had in your life? So there's a place you and I were talking about before the podcast called Don Cucos in Burbank, California. And it's right across, literally right across the street from the Warner Brothers lot. And my brother-in-law, who I believe was, has been on Talk of the Town, um, he's an actor. Michael McMillan? Michael McMillan. Yeah, yep. we, we lived together at Oakwood, which is, again, right across the street from the Warner Brothers lot. Didn't Rick James live there at the same time? He did. He yep. died there. Yeah. So did one of the Corys. Whichever Corey Haim. died, Corey Haim died yeah. there. And it's always labeled as his his residence in the Hollywood Hills, but it's really just an apartment complex. Um, which now doesn't exist. You can't, it's now it's a condo. You have to buy those places. You can't oh, rent wow. those. Yeah. It's a, it's a real bummer. But anyway, so we would go to John Kukos and my best memory is Michael. Um, he probably doesn't want me saying this, but I'm going to say it. He has the snack for allegedly identifying celebrities that are really not the celebrity that he thinks he's identifying. And then when you look at the person that he thinks that is the celebrity, they are, I mean, they, they look similar to the person, but I mean, there's just some very serious differences between, I guess this is the way, the nice way to put it, between the celebrity and the person he thinks. So one time we were at Don Cucos and he said, Kate Blanchett is here at Don Cucos. <laughs> and this is after we had had a couple single margaritas, S mags, so to speak. And I went to look at what he thought Kate Blanchett was, and it, it was not Kate Blanchett. So that's the first <laughs> thing that comes to mind when I think now. And he's probably sitting there yelling at his iPod right now, saying that this story is not fair. Saying that it really Mis was Kate Blanchett. Yeah, misrepresenting him. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? In between the ages of 18 and 25, there were times where I just didn't have enough money to go get a taco. I look back on those days, and that's sort of what has motivated me in my career. Is like I never want to be in a position to where if someone says to me, would you like to go get tacos? I can't because of financial reasons. That yeah. that would be, I don't want to go back there. Right. It's a dark place. Right. I know. I can't imagine not being able to yep. go get a taco. Well, let's hope. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. Question 11. What is the best taco you ever ate? There's this place in Riverside that if it were still open, I would have taken you to called Rosie's, Riverside, Missouri. 
and it was this little slightly rectangular almost square brick building run completely by a family and they just had tremendous mexican food and and tacos and they closed i remember um i think when thomas was five and that was uh that was the best best taco that was the best mexican food i ever had and i i I, for the life of me i can't i don't know why they closed because they were just spectacular Favorite song to listen to in your car when you're on your way to eat tacos? It would be Guns N' Roses because I'd be with you. Well, GNR. Probably Rocket Queen. I think after we saw them in St. Louis and after I saw that version of Rocket Queen, I can't remember if it was you or Scott who had leaned over to me. and I think it was Scott and said, now that's a rock and roll song. And really, it really was. They blew that out. That Not to make this a Guns show. N' Roses podcast, but I'll tell you. I... I we could change this into a Guns N' Roses and Tacos together podcast. I'll tell you what. You to. <clears throat> that's the best combination. Guns N' Roses and Tacos. G-N-R-N-T. Yeah. Because that, they, I was, I had lost faith since 1992. I'd kind of turned my back on Guns N' Roses. And I'll never do that again. After what I saw in St. Louis just a few months ago. Weeks ago? Weeks ago. It was a great show. It was the return to St. Louis. Blew me away. Axel in the best shape of his life. Yeah. yeah. Duff. Way better slash. than 92. Yeah. Way better than 92. He had so many different hats, bandanas. Shirts. Jackets. Trinkets. They had a lot of, he had a lot of things on his wrist. Yeah. I remember. He kept taking them off and throwing them into the crowd. I feel like it was a redemptive moment. I don't. I think they were playing down because I think you have to admit guilt if they were to say that it was a redemptive moment. But I do feel like they were trying to make amends for the riot from right ninety one. And, and and you know I didn't really care about that. But to be honest, they were making amends with me for the garbage they put out after <laughs> um, lies. Yeah, and they really. I mean, they they proved me. In fact, I'm in a band called Sun Eaters. We we recorded. Um, the weekend after that trip, and it was the absolute best recording session we ever had, I think inspired by the possibility of rock, which we saw that day. Question 13. When you're sitting down, having a quiet taco lunch all by yourself, maybe on your lunch break on, on the road, what are some things that are bouncing around in that head of yours? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a curveball answer. I don't think I've ever had. Oh no, that's not true. That's not true. I've eaten many a taco lunch alone. I was gonna say I've never had a taco lunch alone, but I eat a lot of Chipotle taco lunches okay. alone. So it's usually, sadly, work related. Or I'm watching a Titans press conference. I like to actually. What I like to do is saddle up to Titans.com, Tennessee with, Titans, with my tacos. And watch the head coach explain why they lost the last weekend's game <laughs> and try and search for some hope in those words. On this part of the questionnaire, I like it to open it up to my guests to ask me a taco-related question. I like to call this part of the podcast Taco to Me. So do you have a taco-related question you'd like to ask me? I do. And my question is, are you willing to share your idea for a baseball endorsed chip dip idea ah yes oh yes i remember this um yes um i'd like to this is also you know i'd like to open this up to 
sports agents, specifically a sports agent to Johnny Cueto, the uh, Major League Baseball pitcher, formerly of the Kansas City Royals, who helped us win a World Series in 2015. Actually, we were at Rancho Grande eating tacos when we came up with this amazing idea to have Johnny Cueto Queso dip. Uh, so Johnny Quas- Johnny Cueto, if you're listening, if your agent is listening, we want to present to you this idea of a Johnny Queso Cueto Queso dip. Cueto Queso. Cueto Queso. Cueto queso. It could be blue colored or maybe blue chips, royal blue chips. Oh, I like that. Because we were eating some of the queso at Rancho Grande, which was very good. And we were inspired by Johnny Cueto's pitching and the World Series. I think this was around the time of the World Series. Close, yeah. We could we could bottle it. We could make it. We could market it. I think there's a market out there for this. It's a... I think it's a great idea. It's great. easy to say. Johnny Cueto Queso. <laughs> Johnny Cueto Queso. Uh, and I don't know why this isn't a thing yet. I mean, it seems to be right there for the taking. I think it's magical. Should be now. Like D-Mags. Like, I'm not going to explain what a D-Mags is anymore. We shouldn't have to explain what Johnny... Like we, should, the, we should just look in the mailbox Monday, and there should be a check yeah. from... Johnny Cueto Queso Incorporated. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think uh, I think that's I think uh, we're close to wrapping it up here on Taco the Town. Where can we hear the Sun Eaters next? Don't you have a big gig coming up? We're playing October fourteenth at the Lotus Pool twenty fifth anniversary show in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, the replay at the Replay Lounge, and I would say. Overall, you should go to the whole thing. It's five bucks Friday night, and there's four bands. Soft Gang from Brooklyn, Bully Pulpit, who's been with Lotus Pool for over a decade now, and Panel Donor. So who am I missing? Oh, Voice of Action, which has uh, Mark Henning from Zoom, National Trust, The Bells. I mean, Voice of Action, in my opinion, is the best band he's ever been in. It's, it's incredible. Don't miss it. And then Panel Donor finishing the evening, Local Legends, and then Saturday afternoon, you've got uh, Woodland Creatures with Matt Nalbach. You've got Chris Cardwell solo, and then Mild Seven and Hollow Body. So all uh, Lotus Pool sort of art rock projects. And then that evening, Saturday night, Sun Eaters started. Heidi Lynn Gluck is second, and um, Poster Children are final. And I mean oh, to nice. see those bands. In the replay, I mean, see Poster Children in the replay. I don't think they've ever, well, I, mean, I think they once played the replay. But man, that's a hell of a bill for five bucks. And you can, um, can't you download um, Lotus Pool Artists off of your website? You can stream, stream every it. album we've put out <clears throat> on the website. And if you like them, uh, it'd be great if you could buy them okay. or just stream them on Spotify or whatever, any anything to get revenue. But if you want to check it out for free, it's all on lotuspool.com. Pretty soon you're going to have a couple new videos, too, for Sun Eaters coming out as well, right? Well, we've just put out Sun Eaters 12, but the album before that was Sun Eaters 2, and you and I are working on a video for every song on Sun Eaters 2. And very soon, I would say early 2018, the film, Sun Eaters, Loving Relationship, will be out, which you and I worked on. You put a shitload of work into it, directing, producing, writing, art direction, I mean, everything. And it is... Uh, 
for a film made by two guys working in Kansas City with mostly volunteers. It is impressive, and that's a testimony to the work that you did and and all the people who contributed for literally nothing. You know, it's, it, it's a real nice uh, DIY or D, do it together DIT uh, testimony. So please check that out. That's that's a a fun thing. Yeah, and you can right now go on YouTube and and watch a lot of Sun Eaters videos that are already done on on YouTube. So yeah, if you go to thesuneaters.com you'll see everything we finished so far. Well, uh, thanks for being here and uh, thanks for eating the tacos. Um, I hope, uh, hope you had a good time. And I just wanted to say too, if you have any, any suggestions for the podcast, any taco restaurant suggestions, any taco topics that we could, you know, talk about on the show, just send us an email at taco, the town topics at gmail.com. That's taco T A C O the town topics at gmail.com thanks again chris for being here thank you and until next time go eat some tacos